Breaking news this afternoon. This was moments ago in a Milwaukee County courtroom. In the matter of the state of Wisconsin versus Michael A. Mattioli, we, the jury, find the defendant, Michael A. Mattioli, not guilty. A jury deciding after a relatively short deliberation that Michael Mattioli indeed was not guilty. They said they were deadlocked. Then they came back. And this was unusual. I covered courts for a long time in my previous role on TV. To come back and say you're deadlocked and the judge sends you back and says, now you got to go. You got to go figure this out. You got to work some more. And then to come back less than an hour later and to say, all right, we got it figured out. That is extraordinary. Doesn't happen that often. Michael Mattioli was on trial accused of reckless homicide and the death of Joel Acevedo. So the prosecutors here clearly hedged their bets. They knew they had a problem because they went in and they said, we want to charge him with first-degree reckless homicide, but we're also going to give you an option in case you don't think that it's all that. You can come back with a lesser charge of second degree, knowing that they maybe had a problem. That's the only time prosecutors do this. And then jurors came back and they said, you know what? We don't want any of that. He's definitely not guilty at all. Dr. Ken Harris, 1017 The Truth, is with me in the studio as we simulcast for this next half hour. Dr. Ken, thanks for hanging out. And thanks for hanging out with 1017 The Truth. We're live. I love it. And I think it's going to be a great thing because we've only done this maybe once or twice for elections, but never for something as polarizing as this. And in prime time, 5 o'clock. That's right. Okay, and, so and your reaction. We've been talking about doing this, and now and we are here. Unfortunately. Under these What's your reaction? You and I actually talked about this at about 2 o'clock this yeah, afternoon about yeah. this case. What's your reaction now that we've seen this unfold the past couple of hours? Well, I have to I have to brag a little bit because I did say it would either be deadlocked or not guilty. And I think um, 100% of the people I told gave me the look like you are completely and totally out of your mind. But if you saw how the prosecutor did this case, I've only seen one other case where an attorney was that poor. And that was when um, Chief Jones was sued by the 17 lieutenants and the city attorney did one of the poorest jobs of defending a chief that clearly had statutory power to do exactly everything he did and still lost the case. And so this prosecutor, but something I've been stressing to people all along, the issue in Milwaukee is the prosecution. The DA's office needs to be cleaned out and put in a new DA and new, unfortunately, I know several of them, new prosecutors, because they did a very, very, they, they, they did a disservice to justice today. You know what they did? First off, their presentation was so short. Garbage. It was very technical. Yes. It was very tactical. Yes. No witness testimony <laughs> that painted Joel Acevedo as a guy who didn't deserve to die. None right. of that. They didn't call any of those people to the right. stand. It was like they rushed through it. Like, they couldn't get through presenting their case fast, fast enough. enough. Right. So I looked at the facts of the case, and we talked about, a lot about this the past couple of years, and I thought it was going to be a guilty verdict until I, I saw the case unfold right. and how they were presenting it. And John Chisholm doesn't have to try every case. Correct. No DA does try every case. Correct. But a case of this nature, he seemed uninvolved. He wasn't right. in the courtroom. Right. He definitely didn't try the case. And he picked probably the worst person in the entire office to do it. Do you think that was a reflection of what sort of case this was? Was this a reflection of how his office felt about the case? I mean, this was a terrible presentation. I think that it's a reflection of your leadership. They mishandled this case from the very beginning. They mishandled the witnesses. They mishandled the jury. They mishandled their presentation. And they got exactly what they deserved. Unfortunately, 
the Acevedo family now has to suffer um, insult on top of injury. So this is the other thing that stunned me. Man, I covered a lot of trials. That was my beat for many years. Mm-hmm. And when a jury comes back and they say they're deadlocked, the judge yep. will always say, go back, do your work, You know, work on it. You can right. work it out. They came back in less than an hour yes. and said, all right, we figured it out now. Yeah. I've never seen that happen. Ever. Right, never. ever. Usually they go back never. and it's hours. It's all right, start over. Let's hash through it. Let's find out where we're at. I'm trying to wrap my head around. So there clearly must have been only a couple people. They said deadlocked, but a couple of people were holding out. Right. If it was 50-50, they wouldn't have flipped six people in the jury room. No way. They, it would have taken a week or two to flip six people. I mean, this is, have you ever seen anything like this where they say we are deadlocked? Like they called for the judge saying we right. cannot reach a decision. Right. And then he ordered them back. And I, I think it was 50 minutes. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I can't wrap my head around that. I remember seeing on um, TMJ4 that at 325 they posted that they were deadlocked. So it takes about 10, 15 minutes. You've got to write the story, put it in. So I said, hey, I see they're deadlocked. And your producer says, oh, they got a verdict. I went, what? (laughs) I know. What do you mean they have a verdict? I'm shocked that there were no police officers supporting him. There was no one from the union supporting him. Even though he was off duty, usually the union can figure out a way to say, well, did, did you tell him you're a police officer? Yeah, okay, you're on duty. We can cover you. They didn't do that. Nobody, no person, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, male, female, nobody that was a sworn law enforcement officer said, hey, I got your back. Ghosted him. So there, there seems to have been, and I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but there seems to have been something in the background that causes no one to speak up on your behalf or against you, the district attorney kind of hangs around for a minute, quits, and then ghost, like gone. Like I've never seen that before. So to me, it felt like under pressure, this was a case that John Chisholm decided he had to try, right? had to bring to court, right. but did not want to. Right. He reluctantly drug his feet, protested, took it to court. And I think the way the case was presented, you saw that. There was no passion, no emotion. And, and I, I've i never seen anything quite like this, where most people thought he was guilty and most people knew the bare facts of the case. And then the way he presented the case. I mean, and then when the former mm-hmm. medical examiner testified on behalf of Acevedo and basically destroyed the woman who's the current medical examiner, who didn't even do the autopsy herself, Boy, that's when it just seemed like, yeah, this is not going to end well. Now, if you know, I've known Jeffrey Jensen for about 20 years. Um, He is straight up, straight arrow, doesn't care what political side you are, whether you're police, not police, citizen. He's going to say what the medical results say. He's not a hired gun like we see in some cases. Now, I will tell my trick, right, of how I chose it. When I heard Jeffrey Jensen testified for the defense, he's good enough. And you think knew- prosecutors knew that? Once, once, once they couldn't call Brian Peterson, right. and they had to call the woman who had secondhand knowledge of the autopsy but didn't do it herself, and then they saw Jeffrey Jensen, respected internationally, yes, was going to testify for the defense, uh-oh, 
I think the question is, why didn't the prosecutor pay Jeff Jensen to come back and testify for them? Well, maybe. Because they saw his preliminary report. That's right. Because everybody has to get it. And they saw that the information was overwhelming. Yeah, because they knew. Yeah. So then it gets back to it's like they reluctantly tried the case. <laughs> yeah. We're I, mean, gonna, I mean, if you're going to yeah. try it that way, then why try it? Because that way you can stand up in the community. So when you run for reelection, which personally, I'm not voting for him. He's going to run for reelection and say, hey, this is why I prosecuted these cases to the best of my ability. But it wasn't me. I tried. Yeah, my, my office. Yep. My office did it. Yep. But you're right. That's a very interesting point. But he didn't do it. He but do but it. he can say, hey, I did my part. I mean, I, I put my guys on it. It's like a good politician would. But I wasn't in there. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take a break here. When we, take it, when we come back, I want to I ask you the police perspective on this. You alluded to this. And as a former decorated member of the Milwaukee Police Department, I want to dive into the police perspective when one of your own is accused of doing something really terrible, mm-hmm. goes to trial. Like you said, he had no support. I want to dive into how police officers are likely feeling today. And then we're also going to discuss uh, pre-existing conditions and what this says about if you have a medical issue and how you die. We'll continue to discuss the Michael Mattioli verdict. I'm John Merck here with Dr. Ken Harris. You're listening to WTMJ and 1017 The Truth. And if you can hit us on the talk and text line, 855-616-1620 or 833-212-1017. That's really good. You even know our number. Yes, I do. Every Sunday night from 7 to 9. Excellent. Dr. Ken Harris, John Mercure. We're right back after the break. John Mercure and Dr. Ken Harris simulcasting on 1017 The Truth and WTMJ talking about the verdict in the Michael Mattioli case. If you're just joining us, the jury has acquitted Michael Mattioli of all charges. So he is a free man. All right, Dr. Ken, this is all about police officers. There were police officers at the party where Acevedo died. There were no police officers in court. Police culture came into play in this trial. Oh, yeah. Give us some police perspective when something like this happens. There was definitely bad behavior, whether he was acquitted or not. I mean, he admitted Mm -hmm. that he was on top of the guy choking him and that there was a fight that broke out. Talk about the police perspective when the men and women in uniform are now been dealing with this for three years. This case has kind of been hanging over the department. I think one of the things we have to remember is that It occurred off-duty. There was nothing that had to do with the color of law. So there's not really this this overarching shadow over the police department. So what you do on your own, that's on you. Um, If you're on duty, don't mess up our reputation. If you're off-duty and you mess up our reputation, we have nothing to do with you. Because it's amplified when one does wrong. Everybody. The fact that they kept calling him ex-police officer, ex-police officer. Well, that had nothing to do with him killing this guy. But when I say it on 1017 The Truth, oh, you're being, you know, you're, you were a former cop, so you're just protecting. I'm not protecting anybody. I've testified against cops. They went to prison. So what, what happens is police officers see this as, and, and I, no, let, let me rephrase that. I see it. If I were a sworn police officer and an ex-police officer, I see it as a as a betrayal of the badge. We're talking about someone that on and off duty, personal and private life, your job is to remain above the line. That means you were sworn to uphold the Constitution of the state, the U.S. Constitution, all those things, and you failed. So whatever becomes of you, that's on you. One of the things that bothered me 
was that this is this clearly became an issue about pre-existing conditions and drug right. use, and that's all valid. That all got introduced. But basically, it came out looking like if you have a pre-existing condition, that can be introduced, and if you die because you have a pre-existing condition, then bad on you. This guy, Acevedo, would not have died at that house, regardless of his pre-existing condition, mm-hmm. if Mattioli wasn't on top of him. So the two kind of go hand in hand. Yes, he did have pre-existing conditions, according to the testimony, but he would not have died there if Mattioli was not on top of him. Mattioli admitted he sat on top of him. Mattioli admitted he put right, his hands on right. his neck. But we have to prove it beyond a reasonable doubt that his death would not have occurred. And we can't prove that it would have occurred. Therefore, one cancel the other. So in court, if you can't prove it, it didn't happen. It's like in law enforcement. If, if... If you didn't write it down in your memo book, it never happened. If it's not in the report, it never happened. So, un- unfortunately, the law works in that same way. And if it's a tie, the defendant wins because you need to be convicted unanimously Correct. by a jury of your peers. Correct. So if it's a tie, and it kind of was a tie, um, it's not proven beyond reasonable doubt, and you're going to be acquitted. And that's what happened here. Now, there is civil court. I'm sure there's going to be a civil trial. It's already been and, filed. Yep. And it's going to be filed. And so, but again, don't get your hopes up. And the huge thing that plays here is pre-existing conditions. That's yep. one of the things they tried with George Floyd. But one of the things people were smart enough to recognize is that that's great. If I'm just laying on the ground by myself of my own volition and I die. Exactly. But when you put your foot on my neck and speed it up, that's called homicide. That's the same with the Mattioli thing, isn't but it? for some reason, somebody didn't think that. And so the other flip side to that, that is why everyone needs to sign up. And when you get called to jury duty, answer the summons. Go and serve your time. Because... You can't complain there's no representation when you yourself don't show up. Be part of the process. Absolutely. And that's how you're going to change it. You can only change it from the inside. Dr. Ken Harris, 101.7 The Truth. Uh, This has been great. I appreciate your perspective. Absolutely. Thank Thank you for hanging out with us. Thank you for being on 101.7 The Truth. I love it. It's uh, nice to be with you when it's not election night. Yeah. Let's do this more often. Absolutely. Uh, Check out Dr. Ken Harris. He's a good follow on Twitter, too. So uh, check him out wherever you follow your social media. Dr. Ken, have a good weekend. Thank you much. You too.